Welcome back to the Last Week Liquid Podcast. Hope you're all having an amazing time wherever you are in the world. My name is Simon and I produce drum and bass under the name Mill Street. And today I'm bringing you my chat with Askel and Elere version 2. So these two guys already came on the podcast uh, in the past. I think it was episode uh, 20 or 21, something like that. Uh, but with their recent release of their first full-length album, plus the signing to Solvent Records, uh, I figured it was uh, the right time to bring them back on the show. And I also uh, took the opportunity to invite Ossie, who is my co-host for The Rundown, um, to co-host this episode with me as he's also Finnish and, uh, and knows these guys uh, pretty well. So yeah, we had a great, uh, great chat, uh, a few... I guess warnings that the audio quality is uh, unfortunately not the greatest uh, at the start. We had some issues uh, recording, so yeah, not the best, but hopefully it'll, it works out. And around the, the one hour mark, uh, we have another recording version that's a lot better. So if you make it through <laughs> uh, the episode through the hour mark, uh, the audio gets a lot better. Uh and also, I just realized now editing the episode that I was extremely sick uh, on that day, and you can probably hear that in my voice uh, in the in the episode. That yeah, on that day I was just getting over a quite heavy cold. Um, but yeah, I was committed to recording an episode for you guys, so I do hope you enjoy it and you can get past the the audio quality and past my sick voice because. It was a great chat, a lot of fun, uh, very lighthearted, uh, and uh, yeah, love having these two on. So hope you enjoyed this episode. A uh, few quick things before I let you go. Um, make sure to check out the YouTube channel. If you haven't uh, subscribed yet, uh, please do that. Uh, check out the videos there. We're putting all the episodes and clips from previous episodes in video format on YouTube. So please go and check that out. Uh, and also go and check out uh, my Patreon if you want to support this show, if you want to get early access to the, episode, the episodes, um, Patreon-only questions and polls and things like that, uh, do check it out. Uh, it really means the world to me whenever I get a notification from somebody who decides to support the podcast. So yeah, for this episode, big ups to my four Liquid Legend uh, supporters. That's the highest tier, uh, Duncan Winslow. Elliot, uh, a.k.a. Telamic, Nathan McKay, and Steve Nelson. Big ups to you guys, and big ups to all the other supporters, uh, which I call the Jungle Juniors, uh, who've joined uh, recently. Uh, appreciate all you guys. So yeah, I leave it at that for now. Uh, again, sorry for the bad audio quality and for uh, the sickness in my voice. But uh, yeah, hope you still enjoyed this episode. Let me know what you think of it. And in the meantime, thanks a lot for tuning in. And I hope you enjoy the show. And we're on. Welcome, welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Last Week Liquid podcast. Today, I have the pleasure of sitting down with Finnish duo Yuho and Saini, better known as Askel and Elere. For those that have been following the podcast for a while, you will know that this is their second appearance on the show after having been featured a long time ago on episode 20. 
But with their recent signing to Solvent Records and the release of their first full-length album, it was about time to bring them back on the show. You can catch the Simulations LP out now on all platforms. And for the very first time, I also have the pleasure of having on board fellow men from Finland and my co-host on the rundown, Asi, for this chat. How's everybody doing? <laughs> I'm really, really well. Uh, yeah, I mean, we just had an album launch party. So nice. with all of these in Finland, every <laughs> one of them got so back back in that party, and it was a uh, it was a vibe to say the least. Still yeah. recovering. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Nice. I guess was that a. I guess you never did like a, a launch party for an EP before or anything similar, really. No. No. Uh, no, uh, I mean we played some shows right after like releasing two parts. No, it's not yeah, really. Yeah, Because yeah. I've seen a few like EP release parties recently for like smaller EPs or things like that. But uh, yeah, how was that? How was that party? Was that just this weekend? Yeah, uh, it's Monday now, and we had the party on Friday. Yeah, yes. and yeah, it's probably the best night of my life. Like, oh wow! Uh, it's just the energy in the place was incredible. Yeah. There was a bunch of like, uh, I feel like there was a bunch of people that we knew, a bunch of people that we didn't know about, a bunch of the people who we knew weren't into drum and bass per se, but like afterwards were like blown away mm. by the music and it's, it's the biggest compliment to get, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I fully yeah. agree. I was there and um, I was sweating, sweating my ass off. I can say that for sure. <laughs> so are we so are we. was there uh yeah i i guess because it's just like such a big project uh and it's a it's a party for that project you probably had like friends and maybe family things like that that wouldn't come to drum and bass parties that that came for that event and yeah then they might have been like oh shit this is drum and bass it's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly and i i think like people were surprised uh like how nice the community is like in drum and bass like everybody's friendly everybody's looking out for each other um so yeah that was really awesome i mean my mom was there that was her first rave ever uh, <laughs> <laughs> never i think i saw her there i'm pretty sure I, I i know who you're talking about yeah yeah how I did mean, you like it <laughs> apparently she loved it danced the whole way through until the last 15 minutes when mm. Uh, she was so tired off of dancing so much. <laughs> Basically, cool. yeah, yeah, that's really cool. What time were you playing at? Because that it, those raves can get pretty late for parents. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. From midnight uh, to yeah, okay, yeah. yeah, that's really nice of her to to come because it, it can be like a maybe not a scary place, but like rave and underground, all that stuff. So like, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna stay it's at a, home. So. Yeah, it's, a, it's definitely a culture that she's not familiar with. I mean, she didn't really go to Lava Dances either, which are like these uh, Finnish, <laughs> Finnish events. But there's like a live band playing tango and like slow slow music in Kumpa, which is this weird dance music. I can't really explain what it is, but yeah. Okay, it's easy. It goes like this. Kumpa, 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 kumpa. And then you dance. It, yeah. it reminds me of the, uh, reminds me of your track uh, 
when we were talking last time about your track, Get Up, Get Up, Get Up. Get oh, yeah. Up. Oh, it's critically <laughs> hope. <laughs> is it, is it, that's actually what they're saying, right? That's actually the, the, the actual yeah. lyrics. <laughs> yeah, it is. Wow. Thank you, Simon. It's a new genre now, or a sub-genre. <laughs> Boom, but on bass. <laughs> Boom, but on bass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't the next big thing? Get yeah. on that pitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, brilliant. So, uh, yeah, obviously, release party, that must have been amazing, but uh, the album's been out for around a month now, I think. Uh, how's the how's the reception been so far? What was, the, what was your state of mind just before it was going to come out? All that stuff. Obviously, it's nerve-wracking to release anything. Uh, even more so with it when it's a full album. But all the like feedback we've gotten has been incredible. It's been received really well, and obviously we're really happy about that. Um, there have been a few select like like reactions to some specific tunes that I really loved. Like somebody posted on Twitter saying, "What the fuck." <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, laser pistol. And I think that's my favorite reaction to anything I've ever made, ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That really stuck to me as well. And then there was like a few reactions, like claiming it to be the album of the year for a couple of people, actually. Yeah. It's, it's wild. I mean, I'm, I feel like I'm really, really damn privileged. When when someone reacts to my music and something I've made like that, it's it's like a singular singular stream is not like taken for granted anyways. Like mm. music as itself doesn't have any like I don't know presumed value of, of attention anyways. Yeah, yeah. So, so getting that compliment is is mind boggling and intense and uh, very hard one. Yeah. yeah. I'll see. Feel free to jump in. I'm just used to talking all the time. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't worry. I will. I will. <laughs> But uh, yeah, no. Was there any reaction from? Because I know it's it's quite popular to be posting the like feedback from bigger producers or things like that uh, when when something's gonna go. Was there any? I don't know specific producer that you looked up to that gave feedback on the album where you were like, yeah, this means a lot actually. I actually haven't looked at the feedback forms yet. Yeah, I think <laughs> like someone is probably working still on those like cover cards that have those uh, yeah, 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 have yeah those ratings up. But uh, yeah, I haven't I haven't seen them either. Uh, maybe for do I know you? And then there was like I think Doc Scott gave it an eight, and that's a big compliment. <laughs> <laughs> and we got the uh, what everybody the like the. Uh, three words anybody wants to hear is downloading from Noisia. Yeah. Oh, you got the downloading nice. from Noisia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they actually played it on Vision Radio as well, which was really nice. cool. You so, still have, uh, what is it, like six months for them to play it live and then <laughs> maybe. <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> they're, they're, they're last, I think it's next summer, right? They're, <clears throat> sorry, they're doing festivals. Festivals next summer and then it's officially, they're officially done with Noisia, I think. Rip. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I mean, it would be super sick to get a play from them live because, like, obviously, we've been listening to Noisia since we were, well, 13, maybe, or, or 12, like, around, around that area. And it's, uh, well, I mean, obviously, they're, like, the biggest names in uh, Neuro or that aggressive sound 
in ground base for us at least. And then like getting those plays in this is a special feeling. Yeah. Can you guys believe that Simon has never been at a noisier show? I haven't been to that many like drum and bass shows <laughs> at all. Just throwing you under the bus here. here. I mean, I that's fair enough. Yeah, I went to my first one in 2019, I think. No. No, you played? No, yeah, I played my first in 2019. I went to my first in like 2017 or 16. Yeah. yeah. I went to Hospitality in the Woods in 2016. Yeah. yeah that's and that was my first. I've gone to a lot more serious now, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you, just went to, of... you went to Sorry. Hospitality in the Woods for your first gig? No, 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 no. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. My first event, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, went, I, went, to, I went to. I went to. Yeah, I went to London to see see the best. They had this solar like truck there. So you went in a full circle, basically. Yeah, 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 exactly. They had this like weird, weird truck, and there was like a yeah, 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 a van. They were playing from the from the side of it, basically. And there was this small, small sound system this time when we went there now in Australia in the woods, uh, 2021, uh, September 15, 15? Around yeah. yeah. Anyways, uh, they had a full stage with props and everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it looks sick. You were like, where's, where's the van? I want to play in the van. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was wow. Yeah, bring back the van. <laughs> yeah. How was that game anyway? How how was the hospital in the woods now? 20, 2021, Now that you went full circle, how did it feel? Did you? How was the experience there anyway? In in being in London? <laughs> no, it was mad. Um, like, well, first of all, playing the game was incredible. Seeing that we actually had quite a lot of people that came to see our our, our set was really nice because we played really early on Sunday like I was prepared to not have anybody in the crowd but we had a pretty good showing we had really good showing to be honest yeah. especially thinking in consideration the time time of the set um, yeah I mean ooh, how do I describe that feeling it was well physically I was shaking I was but mentally I was really excited for it and uh, it really paid off as well so much fun it was so much fun seeing like everyone we've collabed on the album mostly uh and on top of that seeing the label guys in person in like physical form <laughs> for the first time on that trip it was uh, it was really i don't know an interesting period yeah really bizarre like in the best way possible because like we've known all these people over the internet for years and never seen them before so like mm -hmm. then suddenly we like re-meet 25 people who we kind of know but not really at all yeah yeah, yeah. Well, that was really fun you just know they're like facebook or discord like avatar and yeah, yeah you're, you're you're that guy okay yeah exactly <laughs> was everyone how you expected them to be we're so uh, absolute dicks <laughs> yes but like even more of themselves than I anticipated. <laughs> like this is the Solon's labor, labor manager Joel is like the best person and he's even he's even more like uh what's the word? He's even more intense in real life. Like yeah he's a fun dude. He's like, uh, 
So yeah, hanging out with him in person was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. They showed us a few places and we met like a bunch of new people on this day as well. Yeah. Uh, wow. Uh, all these memories like flowing back. Uh, it was a fun week and a half for me. Yeah. Yeah, I know yeah. I, I was following uh like Winslow was posting quite a few pictures and videos and obviously oh, I him those, yes. Yeah, him coming from the from the States and he knows that like he's met a ton of people in the meantime and flying over. I think it was his first time in the UK actually. Uh, was. yeah, yeah. And uh like for him, I haven't spoken directly with him since then, but uh it must have been amazing, like just yeah, meeting a ton of people in in real life is Nothing replaces that, really, to be honest. No, no. <laughs> especially, like, it was so much fun hanging out with, with especially Winslow, because he was as blown away as we were. Yeah, so, yeah, like, yeah. sharing that <laughs> sharing that experience of first international game, and for him, first international trip anywhere. Like, he, he oh, hadn't been outside of the States. Oh, shit, I didn't oh, know yeah, that. Yeah, 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 he said it. That's a bit crazy. Exactly. That's, that's very typical of well i can't say typical but that's at least the the image that a lot of people outside of america has about americans that they don't they don't really need to visit anywhere else they got so much in their own country so i'm not surprised really if the, if someone has not gone outside yeah yeah we have such tiny countries in europe where like if you drive for two hours you're like out of belgium <laughs> so you've traveled internationally yeah yeah true <laughs> But uh, yeah, no, cool. So yeah, bringing it back to but before we we go more into like the album, and I, we want to talk about some of the tracks that we really like and uh, the name of the album and stuff like that. But uh, we were just talking before we started recording that you you had finished the album in uh, back in May, and so obviously it came out what five six months later. Uh, how was that kind of waiting time for for you guys? Uh, how did how did how did you live through it? How how was that experience? Uh, yeah, me personally, I tried to get as much stuff to do in between. So yeah, we went to Lapland and see Norway, like the northern, like the up, most up north place in Europe, basically. Uh, and uh, went to see my mom. Uh, <laughs> uh, did a trip to Turku. I mean, we just, yeah, we just tried to, or me personally, I tried to be as active as possible outside of the, the like music bubble, you know. Yeah. Uh, and uh, well, we did some mix downs until like twenty first of June and afterwards as well. I think we did. Yeah, for that for, for forty two. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah like final for you did actually. I was. Man, doing those hikes, you know, was at home. <laughs> we did a mix down. <laughs> yeah. Like, I was the opposite. I tried to do as little of anything as possible. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I love just hanging out alone and doing fuck all. That's part of my French. Um, so, yeah, just mostly hung out at home alone. I think you ranked up some LEM in Counter Strike. Doing that, gang, gang. <laughs> I did. <laughs> What's that? Elliot? I ranked up on in Counter Strike. I was playing a lot. Yeah. Oh, With Josh, actually. Josh Andrew. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, uh, nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, cool. So you were catching but, up on uh, some gaming. Uh. Yeah, yeah. But for me, the uh, the wait, the, the waiting for the album to launch was not hard. But I was really looking forward to getting like the 
physical, like the vinyl in my hands. Because, well, this is the first, like, fully, the, like, the first vinyl release that's just us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We've been on a couple of compilations, which is amazing in itself, but, like, this is the first that's all us. Yeah. And I think we got the album in our hands, what, three days before release? Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, because of basically uh, customs issues yeah. in the UK, Brexit. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm still actually I'm still waiting on my copy of the album that was sent as like a promo. Okay. Uh, yeah, we had to pay taxes on it as well, even though we didn't buy it, obviously. <laughs> and uh, yeah, still haven't got it. Um, so I took one from the pile that we got to sell, which we got before the release. Yeah. yeah which yeah. is a bit funny, but I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. somewhere, it's a, somewhere, uh, tax. Uh, uh, God damn it! A um, customs customs officer is listening to some good drum and bass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, I think most of the people who are like uh, collaborators on the album, but are outside of the UK, haven't got their copies yet. Nostra hasn't got his yet. The person who made the album cover hasn't got hers yet. Uh, it's a mess. But yeah. what you gonna do? Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. I was talking the actually the the episode that came out today as we as we were talking was with with Steve BC and obviously running Spearhead. He he has a ton of vinyl issues, and he said we we talked a lot about it, and he said it's only getting worse, and it's it's a mix of Brexit, but it's a mix of like not that many plants existing anymore, and a lot of the the huge record companies putting huge orders for massive pop stars and then yeah thank you yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) exactly and all those all those viners are just like going against the wall like they're probably not being and then you have smaller independent labels that are like we'd like to press 500 or a thousand and it's like yeah you'll get them next year maybe (laughs) (laughs) how did you get your copy Ossie? was it directly from them Yes, it was directly ah. from the boys, right there. Oh, do I see it in your background? Oh, there you, it is. You might do. You might. <laughs> I might yeah. have planted it there for um for this. <laughs> but before that, it was still in a very in a very visible spot, right uh, right up um right above my bed. So nice. Ah, that's cute. sweet dreams. Yes, exactly. and, uh, again, heartwarming compliments. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, yeah, should we just dive in a, a bit more into the album? Uh, I didn't ask you, do you want to talk about specific tracks first? Or I want to talk about the artwork. I want to talk about the concept because I've listened to a ton of podcasts on like the simulation argument and stuff like that. And I'd love to get like your opinion on that <laughs> also. So where, where do you want to take it? Go ahead. Go ahead, Simon. It's your show. You you go. You start. <laughs> okay. So, okay, so the, the most straightforward question. So simulations, LP. Obviously, I, I love the name. It's simple. It's catchy. You can understand it in all languages. Uh, how did that concept kind of come to you? Is that something you you think about a lot, like simulation argument or like where did that come from? It's not super um, like on purpose. I think it was like after we had the actual track listing down that we came up with the name bar. I think you got it. Yeah. Uh, and obviously, it, it fits well with the whole like sci-fi theme that we were going for. Yeah. But an equally big part, like I can show this on camera, is the fact that um, 
well, it's it's mirrored, but anyway, simulation is just the same number of letters as Pascal yeah. and Elera. So it, nice. it looks real nice with the uh, models-based font. So yeah, that's yeah. A, that's actually a really big reason why we want to choose that <laughs> name for the album. It could have been anything, just the number of letters had to match. Exactly. Poopy, poop, poop, the in the end. Would work as well. It would work. Or what was it? The boopa, boopa, was the, the, the Finnish dance there? Just say what other names did you have in mind for the album did you did you have a list of different ones and you just came to the conclusion on this one i think we just like I don't know, had our own thought processes, obviously, but I kind of discarded everything because I didn't connect with any name. And then you came up with uh, simulations that I just reacted immediately to. So I guess it's that intuitive decision-making process. Going <laughs> so, yeah. The gut. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Usually works out pretty well. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it kind of works on like another level as well because simulation is like, when, it, when you create simulations, it's like creating words, basically. And that's yeah. kind of what, uh, uh, like, that's how I read it. But like a, an album is also like a, almost like a simulation, like a world. And you bring the, the listener on a journey in that world during the album. So yeah. Yeah. I thought it worked on a lot of level. Obviously, the sci-fi aspect, we, we talked about sci-fi liquid, like last time we spoke. So it works on that level. But also the level of, yeah, just creating a world within the album and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if yeah, you yeah. thought about all of that, or is that just me? But it works. <laughs> and me personally, I, I think it might have been an afterthought. It might have been beforehand. But I felt like the track listing was really organic at first, and then went towards like this really gritty digital direction, and then came came back to this like organic kind of sound. Mm. So it's like it felt like a trip in a way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. As in, like within a few simulations, like fourteen simulations, or however you want to think about it. And then, um, what was the other thought? You, you go ahead. You had something to say. Well, I mean, that just going on that point is like going full circle again within the album, kind of. So like you go into the simulation and then you come out of it uh, in the space of the 14 tracks. Yeah. I mean, drawing bass is a genre. This is the point that I, I was making. Drawing bass is a genre feels like it's really, uh, it kind of like grabs you and takes you out of, out of, your current like place places you in that like soundscape in a way it's really like in a way disconnecting it's really ethereal usually it's uh i don't know the the flowing of of the tempo like around around 170 feels like it uh flows really nicely and disconnects you from where you are at the, uh, at the exact moment yeah you're listening to it yeah, how many yeah. how many tracks did you have on the possible list of tracks? Like, did you how many did you scrap, and what were the reasons that you scrapped certain tracks from the album? Get up was there, <laughs> but uh, why didn't I guess? It? Yeah, I guess the reason us not including Get Up was basically just it not fitting as well into the soundscape of the album. And it didn't feel like an album track either. And uh, I don't know, it felt like it had a few elements that were already included in other tracks in other ways. 
So I guess it was kind of easy to drop at that moment, even though it's a, one of, I don't know, one of my favorite tracks from us, especially for the dance floor. So yeah, I guess that. And, but like the whole like A&R process of the album was um, very back and forth with the label in a, in a good way. Like all the feedback they gave throughout the whole process was really good. And they really listened to us. Um, so it was easy to listen to them as well because it really felt like a, like a two-way conversation. Yeah. And not just somebody like giving us orders from above, you know? Exactly. And it was really uh, respectful as well. Yeah. So it, like if we had our mindset on something, they really respected that at the end mm. of the day, even though if they like disagreed on some point or yeah. Mm. And, and uh, we did have like uh, probably 10 or almost 20 extra tracks that didn't make it like in, in various stages of completion. Mm -hmm. And so it like uh, also tying in with the like respect point, uh, the label, like rather than making us change something, we just uh, like didn't continue on the tracks that we uh, collectively felt would not fit if that makes any sense. So yeah, like, we, yeah. had, we had the conversation going from the very beginning of each tune and just we, we just worked on the ones that we all felt will fit the album well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Instead of There's great tunes in there though, that do make mm -hmm. the album. We're probably mm -hmm. finishing like most of them at something. Yeah. So it definitely feels yeah. like a healthier process than submitting completely finished tracks and then having to argue about, oh yeah, the snare doesn't work or whatever. And yeah. Uh, whereas if you, you you start that discussion from the start, then it can be that back and forth of, okay, we're not really feeling this idea, so let's just target, focus on these ones that actually work and yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Has yeah. Solvent been driving you or kind of encouraging you into any certain direction, maybe with the sound or video or image or anything else really? No, no, but definitely not. They have been like making some like social media content for us, basically. Mm. But yeah, um, and encouraging us to use social media more. Yeah, <laughs> in general, <laughs> it makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, but um, music-wise, we had basically free reign, like completely free reign yeah. on doing what we ever wanted to do. Um, yeah, I mean. They just obviously reacted to the music and had like the ideas that they liked and the ideas that they didn't maybe understand at first listen. And, you know, we have a few tunes that were like, yeah, this is definitely on the album and then didn't make it in the end. And a few tunes that were like, we're not really feeling this. And then the next version is like, whoa, okay, that was an album tune. Mm. So it's. It felt it felt free, even though it was obviously in collaboration with the label. Yeah, kind of, kind of trusting the artist. Yeah, yeah, yeah completely. Uh, we were really happy about that. Yeah, that's definitely the best part of it. Yeah. I'm kind of curious, like, what makes the difference between a? Uh, because I'm guessing there were really some really good tracks that you liked that didn't make the album. What makes the difference between a? Uh, a good track that you love that makes the album and a good track that you like that doesn't make the album? Like how, uh, how do you make that distinction? Is it purely just how you feel? Uh... Probably mostly, yeah, like gut reaction, but 
there's a very easy example we can give. Like we made this very 90s influence, like jungle tune with the name and break and all that. And I still love that tune a lot and I want to release it, but it's a little bit disjointed compared to like, like if it was on the album, it would feel disjointed because it's the only like jungle thing. Mm. So it made sense to not include it in the end, although we both kind of tried to push for them to include it. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I mean, I did. I really did. But, but it was the right choice to not put it on there in the end. For the album bands as well, because we actually, like, a part of the track listing was uh, uh, making the sides of the vinyl, like, the right length. Because you can't really go over like 18 minutes, I think, per side without like destroying the quality of the of the actual audio. So it's like we tried to make the tracklist work as like EPs in a way. Yeah. So it's one side works as a as a whole, and then you switch to the other one, and that works as a whole. And then uh, when you calculate that, it's obviously. Um, Way under an hour that you get uh, get to release music for. Mm. So it's we tried to you know kind of arrange those tunes that we had that had maybe uh, like let's say better time. We felt like we had content for a one row, so we arranged it for a one row tune. Same with uh, After the Rain and what else? Jola Dove. Like we could have made them like traditional drum bass tunes and made two drops like copy and paste or whatever, but in the end, why would you do it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We just, yeah, we just made them make sense without another drop. Yeah, and that that that's that's good for for the tunes themselves, but also for the album, like uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I find it interesting that you talk so much about the like the vinyl that actually receiving the vinyl was really important and the 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 way you put the tracks so they fit into the vinyl in terms of time and all of that and it's like I I don't know I just find it interesting because obviously most people will hear it through Spotify or or YouTube or whatever but it still feels very important to you guys that okay like this is the physical thing. It's super important. <laughs> I mean, the way it looks makes it even more important. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and obviously, it's the first physical release. So I don't know. It felt like it would make sense to actually put some effort in yeah. the track listing, how it, how it affects the listening experience. And uh, yeah, I mean, we've, as I said, I maybe said, I'm not sure if I said it here or beforehand, but we sold all of our copies that we got to Finland. Uh, like almost before the release party but the rest of the 10 lps went in the release party mm -hmm. so yeah yeah we got a total of 40 40 copies to finland to sell and yeah we all sold them all in what two weeks yeah nice. so that's really really great yeah i just want to just ask you just because it's called simulations and i love the simulation argument do you believe we live in a in a simulation or not not yet. I mean, isn't the simulation theory, the, the point of the simulation theory is that when a scientist makes a simulation that's lifelike, then we know that when we can be the first ones to do that. So then you kind of figure out that 
there are yeah. these simulations within simulations, right? Yeah. I mean, Sims is a real game, but is it lifelike? <laughs> we're not there yet. <laughs> yeah. There's like the, there's a very famous, like famous, there, uh, there's different ways to look at simulations, but there's a famous simulation argument that, that says there's kind of three, th three different scenarios. And basically the, there's a higher probability, probability that we're actually in a simulation, because uh, either a civilization destroys itself before it can actually create a simulation that looks perfectly like life. That's like one scenario. Either we decide that we don't want to create a simulation for, I don't know, ethical reasons or too dangerous or whatever. But if we do manage to create a simulation, that would be like, for example, creating the Sims, but each of them have really like the same capacity as we do. If we reach that point, then it means that we're in a simulation because statistically there's no way we're the very first ones and all the other simulations are like after us. So, mm -hmm. so can't wait for that point. There's, there's an inter <laughs> like there's an interesting connection with 42 actually to like mm -hmm. the whole simulation argument as well. It's really uh, existential, uh, like filled with uh, existential dread from Dex's side. The lyrics. So it's you know it's yeah yeah. It's, yeah, a, yeah, nice, yeah. it's a nice name to include on the on the on the album as well for the track. I mean, what's the the link between 42 and uh, like simulations or? Uh, was it uh yeah it's a reference to hitchhiker's guide to galaxy that's it um, See, that clear, uh, the meaning of life is 42 like they calculated it yeah the lyrics in the tune itself are not related to hitchhikers but uh they talks about like religion and like all the, pos the possibility of life after death and all that yeah, so yeah. that kind of ties into the whole simulation thing i guess yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, I yeah, pro probably blasphemy, but I, I've I've still never seen a Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, so I've seen it either. <laughs> still had a track in there called <laughs> called Forty Two. Yeah. Well, it's Texas, Texas choice. I mean, yeah, yeah, it works. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, every time we've written a tune with a vocalist, we let them name the tune. I think that that makes sense. Because mm. they write the lyrics, so they know what it's about. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. I don't know if every producer works like that, but definitely makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, cool. I think anyway. The bottom line with simulations is that if even if we live in one, it doesn't really change anything. It's just yeah, like, yeah. It's fun to <laughs> think about it, but <laughs> I mean, if we really have free will or we don't have free will, it's doesn't really change our perception of the world. So. Yeah, that was exactly. my philosophical minute. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Probably, I don't know. I like, I'd like to think I'd take the red pill in the matrix, but I'd probably just take the blue <laughs> and, and wake up and just continue life. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I'd rather not go that red pill route myself, especially when there's red is like that. Oh my yeah. god, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, let's dive uh, just a little bit, or maybe before we dive into tracks, because we were talking about the vinyl and how how nice it looks. Just a bit on the on the artwork, the artist that made it, and what did that process kind of look like? Discovering the artist, uh, sketching the the artwork, and all of that. So I discovered the artist uh, Matt Maraca of from a video game I was playing like a year and a half ago. The game's called Cloudpunk, and it's this like voxel 
um, sci-fi thing. It's like the story-based indie game. It's, there's no combat or anything. It's just you ride around in your super cool hover car and do like story missions. But like it's it's such a pretty game. I like really fell in love with the the visuals on that. So I I um, found out who had made like the buildings in the in the in the game world. And turns out it's this person from Turkey called Mad Maraca. And so we just directly um, contacted her and saying like, would you like to make one of those buildings for an album cover? And she said yes. <laughs> Had had she worked on any artwork before, like music artwork, or? I don't think so. No, no. I think she said that, like literally said that this is her first album oh. cover. And I'm really happy that we got her to do it because since we've asked her, she's really blown up in popularity. Like I think oh. she has like forty thousand followers on Instagram now. She oh. just had her, her art showcased on Times Square in New York. Yeah, wow. like. <laughs> Like so, we we asked her now. I don't think we get an answer because uh, I'm I'm imagining she must be really busy. Did she blow um, up so because really of the album? Sorry. Did she blow up because of the album, or was that? Just... I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe. You never maybe know. New Yorkers like grow a bit after all. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but yeah, I'm really happy about it. At least you have a good reference now. If um, if you want someone else, a new artist to work on your next album, you can say, hey, you remember this person who's really big now? This was their first. Mm -hmm. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Earmark, basically. Yeah. So, so how did the, that, that process back and forth go? Did you have a rough idea in mind of what you wanted it to look like or maybe colors or was it like just open blank page for the artist to come up with whatever? Uh, well, she has like a really deep portfolio of different like vibes that she's done. And she has a lot of sci-fi things. So yeah, we just picked our favorites and showed them. And well, in the end, I don't know if we are allowed to say this or not, but we did have to choose one like from her back catalog to choose, like she didn't, and that's making one, a fresh one for us because she okay. became so busy. Yeah. Okay. But we, yeah, so we licensed one of her older uh, pieces of work of art. Okay. Um, but I'm still like really happy about it. And she had made like two different color schemes of it. Mm. So uh, we have like the like the main color on the, on the front, and then there's like a light light scheme on the back or on the inside. Nice, so nice. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, it just works really well. Like it doesn't matter if it's a back catalog or whatever. It just works really well with the the title and the concepts and all of that. It's like a little world. So, I mean, yeah, if it I agree. Works, it works. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree completely. Um, if you were in a situation where you would have a completely new piece of work done for your specifically for the album, how do you think you would um, kind of how protective of your album would you be when it comes to someone else working on something relating to it? Like, would you? Would you give them free hands at all, or? Well, obviously, it depends on the artist at some point. Um, but at this case, or in this case, um, I would have trusted uh, her vision completely. And there's obviously a bunch of artists that I would like really like throw myself for and just like let it happen in a way. But um, 
it's well you know not everyone would work that way obviously so someone like let's say someone who works on on uh, cover most of the time would probably ask for direction for concepts for ideas behind the album for the artwork to happen so uh, maybe in, this, uh, in that case i would try and make it look like us in a more aggressive way i guess mm. <laughs> but like yeah in this case we just were fortunate enough to get to choose an artist who we can trust completely yeah. like everything she's made is incredible so like just yeah, yeah just do you 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 know exactly yeah love it should we dig into a few of the tracks Aussie? go ahead yes so i don't know which tracks do you want to talk about i have um i have my favorites and i think you have your own favorites we don't have any of the same <laughs> <laughs> um what was your favorite first of all you all saini mine keeps changing <laughs> right now it is probably palette cleanser which is the slowest tune on the album it's not drum bass at all but i just ah uh, i'm really happy how that one turned out <laughs> yeah um it's pretty hard for me too because Obviously, nothing more is is kind of special for me. Uh, for it being the first Yenyes tune on the Spelmelaya production, mm. or for not Yenyes tune, but for the Yenyes uh, lyrics and vocals. Um, After the rain, is same same uh, making of of the arguments of of it being Yenyes vocal vocal tune. But Yola, I think is my consistent favorite of, of the bunch just for uh the sample being being of the tribe where my dad was basically uh, from in west africa in gambia Which he's basically you say, sorry? Uh, he was he is a, a yola person okay so so uh that's that's the source of the sample and and i think that's really cool and it makes the tune for me yeah <laughs> That's a shame that you mentioned that because I actually did did some digging before this and I found that connection and I was going to flex on me finding that connection but now you kind of ruined that for me but, but yeah you'll end up with my favorite one too definitely nobody's, nobody's going to believe you now that you actually made that connection. I know I know right <laughs> sorry for destroying your you know <laughs> position and argument but yeah it's yeah, it's a special tune. Yeah. I think mine was uh, definitely the one that stood out when I had like the album just playing for the first time or second time and I was preparing for the interview. Uh, and the one that jumped out was Eclipse, uh, just because it's, yeah, such a different tune. And it's, I, I, I've not, I didn't even really check when I was listening if it was drum and bass tempo. It feels like 170, but just with a completely like different pattern. Maybe it's slower, I'm not sure. Uh, but yeah, I love that one. And then there's that big like acid acid line that comes in later on in the tune. And I'm a sucker for just acid in, <laughs> tech, in, in tech, like not, not in general. I've never taken acid, but uh, acid, acid in, uh, <laughs> in techno, acid in drum and bass, acid in, in like house and stuff like that. I just, It's just a sound that really works for me. So I, I'm curious, like just that track, how did, if you remember writing it or 
how did it come about? Because it's obviously quite a different tune from from the rest. Um, well, we kind of fell in love in that like the 160 BPM kind of like I, I can't remember who named the named the so-called subgenre. It, it, it's probably not a subgenre, but it's like turbo Ber, Berheim, Berheim or something like that. It's okay. basically just fast techno. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, uh, well, uh, Fracture, yeah, yeah Fracture, Fracture. Uh, released that whole EP called Turbo, I think. Mm -hmm. okay. And there's like a bunch of 160 tunes on that. And, uh, we've been playing those now uh, live in, in like our DJ sets. And... We pretty much purpose built Eclipse for uh, a longer gig that we played in the summer of 2020. Yeah. At like this multi genre electronic music festival in. Close to Joensuu, yeah, eastern eastern Finland, um, and yeah, yeah, because because we knew there were going to be people there who were not like that into drum and bass, so I think that was the first gig where we played the whole like one sixty section mm. in the middle, and we've done that on pretty much every gig since because it's so much fun to just like break up the drum and bass thing and do like twenty to thirty minutes of hit you in the face with four by four kicks at fucking 160 bpm yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and acid lights yeah. <laughs> it's so much fun yeah. but yeah obviously the reason for that is that we made eclipse so it's so much easier to play eclipse when, when you have a few tunes in that same area like bpm so yeah, yeah. So, and, and the reaction from the crowd is pretty nice when when the second drop kicks in yeah. <laughs> sick yeah Kind of yeah. reminds me of uh, a track from you, I don't know if you've heard it, but uh, Silly. He's a uh, yeah Swiss Swiss producer. He had a single called uh, Peak One, which was in, inspired by the snowboarding game SSX, like long time ago. But uh, and uh, there was a track in there with an acid line, and he kind of uh, inspired him. And the second drop also, there's like a big acid line that comes in. And it's like. So good, so good. Oh, okay. We need to get into that because yeah, yeah. we have a bunch of CD tracks on our USBs, and, and uh, we've been yeah, obviously Peak following one. his music as well. Yeah, Peak one, yeah. Peak I'll check one. it out afterwards. Yeah, mm -hmm. it was a a two tracker that came out on Glitch last year, and uh, yeah, it, it's a it's a drum and bass track, and there's like a huge uh, break. Uh, in the middle with a bunch of different drum breaks that like go in and out, and then it goes into an acid line, which is just sick so yeah give that one a listen kind of remind me of, of that one when i hear this one but uh the That's other cool. thing i was curious is it really inspired by a car and not by a solar eclipse that would really fit in the concept of the album is that true uh, it was only called 160 for the bpm for the longest time and then saini suggested naming it eclipse and i was at first i was like eh, i don't really know it's kind of like obvious yeah. Uh, but then he said, it's it's about the car. And I was like, fuck yeah. We can do it. There's a bunch of acid lines in Grand Turismo 1. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Grand Turismo was the crazy. Grand Turismo 1 was the first video game I ever played. Because, uh, uh... yeah, my, my big brother got it when I was, what, three years old. So I was watching my big brother play it when I was a very small little child. And yeah, one of my favorite games ever. And the Mitsubishi Eclipse on that game just looks so cool, like so cool. <laughs> so yeah, definitely named after that car. Yeah. 
even even those pictures in like six or eight pixels still looks good. Exactly. <laughs> That's enough pixel, way enough. You have so many um, gaming related um, kind of. Um, you have so many gaming related um, callbacks in the album, and there's a lot of stuff that evolves around that. Um, what do you think in the future? Do you have anything else you'd like to kind of build an album around or tracks around? Like, do you have any other any other big kind of inspirations when it comes to things that you would like to create around? That's a that's a really good question, and we should start thinking about that because <laughs> <laughs> because of uh, you know making another album, maybe. <laughs> mm. But uh, uh, well, I don't know. Maybe on that note, my dad keeps sending me a bunch of uh, travel. Uh, party videos because of us making Yola note. So <laughs> maybe that could work. A whole mm -hmm. album of just like Yola bangers. <laughs> that'd, be good, that'd be good. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, obviously we're a bunch of nerds, so we're probably gonna gonna take take some inspiration uh, from games in the future as well. And you know, making that sci-fi liquid just it's kind of our thing. So yeah. But yeah, uh, maybe just choosing different games this time around. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I play. I try to. I like to play older sci-fi games, and they have all these weird things in them that are can be really inspirational. So maybe probably very definitely that's gonna be. Hey, I got an idea. This first album obviously was about like PS One games. Yeah. The next one's PS2. PS2 games. <laughs> <laughs> then you can go the whole like Need for Speed, SSX, all those games that came out on PS2. That'd be cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. We can make like a horror tune about when you accidentally lose a save slot. Oh, ooh, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Memory card. Yeah. Memory card dub. Memory card blues. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh. There we go. You can you can sample the, the PS2... Uh, jingle uh, at the start mm -hmm. just yeah, stretch, sure. it, stretch it out so nobody recognizes it but you know it's exactly or just throw it in a granulizer or something exactly some yeah. <laughs> when are we gonna when are we gonna get a counter-strike related track sample some avps and actually i really want to make a tune called off angle because that's a concept that's in a CS, name, right? i think it really works as a tune name as well because if you don't know you just see it like just another drum and bass name. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's me. What's off angle? I have no idea what you're <laughs> talking about. Like, like um, when two guys are fighting in, in CS, like there's usually they want to stay close to cover so you can get like get to safety. But yeah. if you want to surprise some somebody, you'll go away from the corner, away from the cover, into an off angle to surprise them. So like mm. playing a non-obvious spot is an off angle. Off angle. Okay. Yeah, yeah. How do you see that tracking? in your head have you imagined that already what what's it gonna be <laughs> there is some potential in one track to be named off angle right now yeah uh but uh i don't know maybe maybe some something really surprising <laughs> yeah maybe maybe that it is yeah. pretty surprising that's true yeah. Or it has some surprising elements. It would make sense for it to be like a dance floor stepper that has like 
some weird sound in it. Like to like to uh, to start the drop, there's like something like kind of off-putting, <laughs> like a really weird percussion sound that rolls into a bass line or something. I don't know. Sixteenth mm. notes for that, like you know. Yeah, the sh- I was gonna say just some shooting samples shoot. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just just yeah, you'll get some royalties on this. Yeah, good stuff. Um, yeah, just the the other track that I really enjoyed was uh, after the raid, and uh, I really enjoyed it because I, I, I often talk about like albums that I enjoy are the ones where I feel like there's a proper intro into the album, and then like a pause, and maybe and then a proper outro. And I feel like After the Rain is a great intro and then Palette Cleanser is like a kind of interlude kind of thing. And then the track with Winslow, I think, is is it the last or? Yeah, I think yeah, it's, yeah, the, last it's one. the last one. And that feels very much like a like an ending and a kind of, OK, let's let's calm down. It's the end of the, the journey. Um, but yeah, After the Rain, I just really enjoyed it because that intro with the synth and the, the, the slow melody feels like, OK, we're going into into the album i don't know if that was like a conscious decision from you guys or it's just me like seeing it like just being the first track and kind of associating it with an intro it's, it's definitely uh placed first on the track list for that exact reason but we did start out the tune when we had like a uh, hospitality uh, instagram takeover mm-hmm. and uh i don't know i just it's actually a pia- uh, piano p- piano Yeah, yeah. Piano. Piano. It's actually a piano. <laughs> and, uh, we just modulated it with uh, okay, yeah, the yeah. PSD and, and it starts growing like glitchy, but it's still like in a way organic. Or that's how I felt about it. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. felt like the correct like tune to start out with because of it being so ethereal and uh, I don't know, kind of calm in a way. Yeah. And yeah, me singing about Uh, oh, the, the scent of oxygen. <laughs> yeah. it, uh, it's uh, I don't know. It feels somehow escapist. Yeah, yeah. Right? Going away or something. Yeah. 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 I'll see with all the good English words here. <laughs> Impressive. Thanks, <laughs> Austin. I got you. Uh, yeah, I don't know if there's. Do you want to talk about Thrice? Oh, Austin, yes. I, uh, <laughs> you, I know you picked up that one. I didn't pick up on it. but uh, I Yeah, I got Thrice in my list. I also got Cherry Yogurt and Searchlight, but Thrice is also in there. Uh, one thing I wanted to ask about Thrice is what what is the next track going to be called? Is it going to be four times? Because that doesn't really <laughs> roll off the tongue. <laughs> I mean, I mean uh, we tried to name, name Thrice three times for... You know, a split second, but then Joe was like, "No, it has to be thrice. It just you can't be playing with with words like that." It's just <laughs> it was in his like. Obviously, he had a mental image. Joe is like Joe. Joe was so yeah, not Joe. We mentioned him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he said that it has to be uh, thrice, and we were like, "It's it's actually fine to name it thrice." Obviously, mm-hmm. but uh, three times for the first the first. Uh, Okay. Yeah, but yeah, obviously it's, it's uh, um, consciously named uh, Thrice as a part of the trilogy 
I'm for those people only listening, I'm doing airports right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, I guess that's what you were like alluding to. Because we yes. have released two installed once and twice, and then we did twice. So yeah, the next one might be four times or fourfold or I don't know once. once. <laughs> <laughs> but that well, someone someone's just gonna think about thighs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which is I we, not a I bad thing. I think we talked about it on the Asi and myself on the last rundown episode where we were talking about your album and we said it should probably be called Fries or Fries. And <laughs> and Fries could just and Fries could just be like an inside joke of like it's it's thrice and then fries and people don't know that it's the continuation of the, the trilogy, you know. Right, right. One yeah. step ahead. Makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if you want any more stupid ideas, we have plenty here. So. <laughs> so maybe instead of making a video game inspired album, we'll make a food inspired album, and it's gonna maybe. be called Bangers and Mash. Nice. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, who, who was a uh, was it? You say any that, that that was a cook or? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Nice memory. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah. We talked about that last time. I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah we yeah. did. That, so that that could make sense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, sure so you have plenty of food uh, <laughs> food references. Yeah, mushroom pasta, truffle oil. Ristikko perra. Lihamuke. Lihamuke is this weird tradition in like, I, I can't remember where lahti, it was invented. Yeah, Lahti. They just sold meat in a mug. And they called it meat mug. <laughs> meat what? Meat mug. Meat mug. Mug. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mug. Sold mugs of meat and made it a thing. Okay. Okay, that's so weird. So meat mug, mug could be one. Oh my you god. <laughs> We're getting way off track. <laughs> I'm so sorry about that. <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, yeah, I don't know. On the tracks, uh, if there were any others that, that you wanted to mention, I'll see. Um... Well, yeah, like I said, I went through all of these, um, all of the ones I liked, and um, I wanted to ask if, um, um, do you have any, just out of curiosity, because I've been listening to the album quite a lot, and there's a lot of, there's a lot of little details in a lot of tracks. Is there something that you are really proud of in any of them? Something that you probably no one would ever ask about, but you want to flex about it or <laughs> geek out or geek on about it? Um, I don't. I don't know if I'm actually like proud uh, yes. to say about this, but <laughs> on, on Laser Pistol, uh, halfway through the drop, I layered the anime wow sound. If you know that one, like wow. <laughs> With the sparkly bits on top. That's yeah, in yeah. there. And you can hear if you know what where to look. Uh, yeah, that... What, that you said second drop? It's uh, in the in the middle of the first drop. Like, when okay. it gets, like, heavier. Okay. It's right on that. On the first hit, go, I think, as well. And uh, <laughs> I think... This wasn't us. This was actually Inmost. But they added a quick... I don't know what's it called in, in English. It's a bird that sings in a certain way and is really reminiscent of the Finnish summer for me. Same. Because there's a okay. lot of quickas in here and they they sing like during evening time. So in the second mm. drop, right before it, they used it as a riser basically. Oh, so, nice. So uh, that's something I really like. Apparently it's called <laughs> a loon. Quicka is... A loon. It is a called... Yes, a loon. Yeah. A loon? 
loon. A loon. Or a, or a diver. I don't know. Either or. Yeah. I'm not an expert in birds. So. Yeah, same. <laughs> Neither am I. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, that's cool. Actually, just on the, the topic of, of Inmost, obviously you, you collabed on a track on the album together, uh, and they put out their, their album, was it two years ago now already, or a year ago? I think a um, year. A year ago. Almost um, two, probably. Yeah, yeah. True, true, true. Pr- probably almost two, yeah. Uh, I'm just curious if, if those guys... Like, were you a, a lot in contact with them when you were doing the album? Did they have, like, any advice for you or any tips that they gave you on, on your journey to releasing your, your first album? Um, it was basically more so of, like, someone to relate to in an album writing process. Not necessarily us asking for advice, because, I don't know, for some reason it was pretty straightforward like working mm-hmm. on an album together. Um, but um, we did get some like really, like I don't know, good viewpoints on writing music from uh, Paula, Jack, who's working mm-hmm. on solo and, uh, as well. One, one of the owners actually, to be precise. And uh, uh, yeah, obviously we had a few chats with, with the Inmost boys as well. Um, but I don't know, it felt like it was pretty independent, the work on the actual music. And I didn't really feel any, uh, I don't know, like terror, <laughs> terror yeah, yeah. On, on working the album. But right before releasing the full album, I was fucking terrified <laughs> uh, until until I got the vinyl, listened to it like through through and through with my girlfriend. And it was I was calm again. It was a good okay. album. So I was like, <laughs> because both of you have worked on albums before um saying you did your solo vocal album and you have been working with um cyril awakens Mm -hmm. on albums before how was the process different now compared to what you've been doing on your previous stuff Hmm. Well, for me, this is easy to answer because I'm not the primary songwriter of my band, Cyril Awakens. So I'm, I'm mostly like, I'm like the traditional kind of producer. So like I sit in the studio, make sure everything works properly, press record and <laughs> mix the thing. And it's like done. I, obviously, that's like cutting some corners because I do a lot of, I do some co-writing and a lot of production stuff. But like, I don't have as personal of a connection to that band's music. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, for me personally, um, I really hope I get to release the, the, uh, all of the tracks really soon, like maybe next year. I'm probably pushing for it at least because it's been a while. <laughs> I've, I've sat on those tracks for too long now. And uh, yeah, I mean, working on the album, uh, I mean, it's, it's a wholly different structure of an approach no no an approach to structure song structure arrangement that um uh, it was a different thing a wholly different thing i feel like and uh i don't know uh, it did bring in some like uh, i don't know maybe some vision on track listing but not per se on approach approaching making an album necessarily if you know mm. what i mean yeah yeah, yeah. I'm curious also if there's any 
any albums that because you mentioned in most that you were kind of referencing but in terms of like bigger or more well-known albums uh even like outside of drum and bass was there any album that like really inspired you in terms of like oh we we'd like to imitate that structure or kind of their vision or something like that or was it really just doing your own thing yeah I think mostly just doing our own thing. Um, not to throw the whole drum and bass scene under a bus. <laughs> but, <laughs> not to do that, but. But um, uh, quite a big percentage of drum and bass albums are very hard to listen through from start to finish because mm -hmm. I think many producers fall into the trap of making only drum and bass and putting way too many songs on their albums. So like, mm. I think the average, like, it seems that way that the average drum and bass album is like 18 tunes, two drops each of just 170 BPM. And it ends up uh, like being what, 90 to 120 minutes long. And if you're not at a club, I don't think anybody really wants to listen like attentively mm. through that. Yeah, and I mean, uh, I feel like in any case going, beyond that like one hour mark or even 40 minute mark is really um it kind of undermines the concept of the album or the like the package as mm. as the album is it's it, it, people won't really like listen to it through and through as much when you go above that 40 minute line so yeah. uh, us like contemplating on how long to make the album an hour was a long album for us we didn't really like the idea of it being an hour long so we cut it like shorter obviously because of some restrictions and also because of it being too long if it's longer it's, it's yeah. just i don't know it for me personally i don't really listen to over over an hour long albums same as yeah. as like uh, uh there's no word for coconizos in English, which really sucks. As a it, package. Yeah, it means like as a whole, <laughs> as but, a like, whole yeah. but like there's not, the Finnish word coconizos is a really good word. You guys should make one up. <laughs> what, what does it mean? It's just as a whole. Yeah, but like, it, yeah, that, but like it just means the word. package. Like yeah, you it's can a noun, it's yeah. a noun. You can apply it like to any sort of context okay. and it will make sense. <laughs> but there's not a similar word in English, <laughs> sadly. No, sorry. I'll I'll get in touch with the dictionary or whoever. Yeah. Thank, you. Thank you. Thank you. Oxford in inventing Hello. words. <laughs> Did you know that Finnish do it a bit better? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, it's true. Like honestly, like the the first <clears throat> the first albums I really got into were like old, well not old, but like punk and pop punk albums like mm -hmm. Blink and stuff like that. And it's like. 20 25 minutes maybe 30 minutes <laughs> and you're done with the album yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's like you put in the album and before you know it it's finished and you've gone through the experience yeah and if you're asking people to especially today to sit down for one hour one hour 30 minutes uh like i'm doing with my podcast actually <laughs> story um you have to really like justify it in a, in a way of like this deserves this deserves you sitting down for an hour and a half and listening to this in one sitting oh, so, definitely. Uh, yeah no i agree with you guys yeah interesting you bring that up because for example if you look at um etherwood just put out an album called neon dust and that was an hour and 34 minutes i'm just looking at now yeah. and um 
that is a long album, that's for sure. How do you think you kind of, how do you feel that your views might differ with him? Have you talked to him at all? No, we should have actually, because we met him uh, at the festival, obviously. Um, but I think the album wasn't out at that point. No. Okay. So yeah. we didn't even know that he was working on one. And uh, yeah, I mean, we should ask him about the like details on why make it that long. Because quite honestly, I have not listened to it through once. Like I have listened to the tracks, but I haven't listened to the album as a, as a whole. Mm. But so, in, in Etherwood's defense, um, there are some non-drum and bass tunes in there, which helps break it up. True. Yeah, a lot. Yeah. yeah True. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I mean, he's a great producer. Yeah, I, yeah. I really look up to uh, to his uh, his work. Same. Basically, all of it. So, so is I don't know. Maybe because there's a trend of uh, well, it, the the term is kind of not derogatory but uh, aggressive stream uh, stream trolling which is really common in like trap music and high, uh, like mainstream hip hop, like especially artists under that, like bubbling under that like huge mainstream line that release like albums that are two hours long or three hours long just for like as many Spotify playlist placements as possible. And uh, uh, yeah. I don't know if it like works, I've never tested it, probably never will because of being at least that protective of, of releases, but... Yeah, yeah. I think that's also the reason, like, uh, why when they release, like, singles before an album, they'll re-release the previous track every time. So, mm. like, the first single will be one track, and then when they bring out the second single, it's it's going to include the previous one on Spotify. Yeah. Because then you can pitch both of them to playlists again. Mm -hmm. And then the third the third single is going to be the, the new one and the two previous ones and you can pitch all three to playlists and there's stuff like that uh yeah it's i mean it's interesting like the whole spotify streaming just changes the way people release not only consume music but also release music and package music and hmm. yeah I now that you got onto now that you got onto solvent um have you learned what what have you learned knew about kind of the industry and the market and well everything around that certain area hmm. well i keep relearning this every time i meet new people in the industry uh nobody has a clue what they're doing <laughs> and i mean that in the best way possible like everybody's just winging it uh nice. which is i think very like comforting in a way yeah it's mostly intuitive like almost all of it yeah and, and the way you network, especially in the music scene, is you go and sit with them in a pub and have a chat. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or a festival, for or that matter. Festival, yeah. Mm. So, mm -hmm. like, I used to, like, be kind of intimidated by the music industry or whatever, but we're all just, we're all just people in the end, and I'm not just saying that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know the... Um... I don't know if we are dead before, but the, the fact that, yeah, nobody has... It, sometimes you feel like other people have it figured out, even like in life in general, or mm -hmm. if you're working a, a corporate job or something like that, and that you're kind of trying to figure out life. And 
but everybody's kind of lost. Like everybody's just trying to <laughs> make sense of what's happening. It's mm-hmm. it's it's the same for everybody. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. So I guess yeah, it's comforting if you meet, I don't know, label managers or promoters, and they're kind of figuring it out as it happens, just like you are. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. Not saying it's the case for Soda. <laughs> well, they've been really good to work with. Yeah, so. yeah. And that's why we signed yeah. with them. But yeah, exactly. They're winging it the right way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, actually, just yeah, a quick note on that one before we we slowly close it off. But uh, uh, we didn't mention, but obviously you signed to Solvent earlier this year, which was a a great move and a big move. So congratulations uh, on that one. Thank you. Um, how did that kind of come about? Was it a, an easy decision to sign exclusively with a label? Uh, how did it come about? Well, if we were going to sign exclusively with any label at this point, it was always going to be Solvent. Because uh, we've been working with them since 2017 or 18-ish. Mm-hmm. And it was it has always been easy. Communications are easy. Everything They do everything they promise to do. Yeah. They keep in contact. Like They actually un- answer our questions basically yeah. immediately every time. And uh, I don't know. A bunch of things just clicked when they came up with the offer, which yeah. is, which was for for an album plus one option, and we were just I don't know. Obviously, we had to think about it because it's yeah. tying us together as a duo first of all, and then to a label, so we have to send everything through them. But um, I don't. I have only positive things to to say from. From working with them, so was that offer something you were kind of expecting? No, not yet. No, <laughs> not at all. I mean, obviously, we have been and we had been kind of consciously, consciously trying to drive our sound forward and trying to find that like us get that another like niche that our very own unique sound. But yeah, I wasn't expecting everything to happen so fast. Yeah, I wasn't expecting anything to happen yet at all. But like. Yeah, definitely not yet. So I'm really happy that we decided to hop on onto the to the ride. <laughs> exactly. <coughs> yeah, no, no, it's a it's a great move. So yeah, congratulations on that. And uh, yeah, it's sometimes it, it can feel like you're tying yourself to a label, but it gives like so much more opportunities as well to like really deepen a relationship with just one label yeah. instead of <clears throat> bouncing to one label all the time. Yeah, of course, there's some opportunities missed on, on working with some people at this instance, but it doesn't, it, our deal doesn't mean that we're sold off to one company for for life. And also, uh, it just, uh, they're so professional. They're, they're more professional than like, how do I say this? Without being rude to the other labels, they 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 just do everything you need, everything yeah. that legally is required of them. Uh, they pay you, you know. That's <laughs> always nice. Cool. <laughs> That's always good. All labels don't. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, there's no. I mean, there is going back, but I'm not going back <laughs> for now. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, for sure. Big up to Sullivan crew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. And they've been uh, <clears throat> just from my from my uh, 
my limited experience with them, they've been like through setting up this interview and they've always been like super professional of like, yeah, send us any social assets that you have afterwards and we can promote it from, from our side. And mm -hmm. same with, uh, I think it, it, they were the first guys actually when I had uh, it most on, it was like episode 19 or something. And they were the first label that just proactively came to me saying, oh, do you have any assets that we can share on, on our social media? Uh, I think they were the first one and that was like, a big step for me of like, oh, yeah. there's a label contacting me to promote an episode. That was kind mm. of cool. Yeah. And yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Sounds yeah, like no good guys at Solvent. Yeah, it sounds like Joe, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, definitely. Cool. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a brilliant chat. We're going to slowly, slowly close it off. Uh, it was great to have you two back on, back on the show and uh, uh, seeing that you're doing great and obviously congrats again on the album. It's a, it's a huge step. So, uh, Really happy for you guys. Um, we just want to close it up with a small little uh, game, I guess. You can see Aussie smiling <laughs> if you're watching on YouTube. Um, yeah, just a small little game because when we get a duo on, I did something similar with uh, Colette, Warren and, and Ria on their episode just to see how well they know each other. Um, oh. So we have a... Relationship games. <laughs> exactly, we have a... We have a few, just a few quick short questions to, to bounce off you guys to, to see if you know each other. So, uh, yeah, Asi, just uh, feel free, fire it up. Okay, so um, let's start with um, Juho. Mm -hmm. What is, um, who is um, saying his favorite drum and bass producer? Ooh, well, mm, very favorite drum and bass producer. It's probably Alex Perez. Okay, now is he correct? Yeah, yeah, he is. He, okay. I, I have to admit that. Halogenics <laughs> is up there. Um, hieroglyphics is up there. Um, Noisia is up there. But Alex Perez is he's the boss. something else. Yeah. Okay, same question to you. Alex Who's Perez favorite? probably. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was too easy. Yeah. I mean, are you actually the same person, or is maybe, this, uh, maybe. Uh, no, the thing is, like, <laughs> Alex Perez is probably the person whose tunes we end up playing the most in, like, any context. Because he, he has a tune for any, uh, like, situation. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Okay, yeah. next question. Um, favorite drum break? You or you go first. So, saying his favorite drum break? Yes. Ooh. <laughs> I think Sane is favorite. I might, I probably am wrong, but I would say it's probably the Think Break. Mm, it's actually not, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, you want the answer now or should we guess again? Or? No, no, go for, Yeah, you can um, see your answer. Yeah, or yeah, whatever, my, yeah my favorite drum break is def definitely a funky drummer. Oh shit, okay, I, yeah, I yeah. knew that! Yeah. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> I, I should have known that. That's a great Okay, idea. other way around. Uh, Humpty Dumpty? Correct. Yeah. Humpty what did you dump. say? Sorry. Humpty Dump. Yeah, it's like um, I can't remember whose it was. I'm uh, gonna the vibrates. Yeah. I don't think I know that one. Humpty Dump is that yeah. the actual? It's, it's a good one. It's a really like long, boomy uh, bass drum, and a lot of ghost hits on a fat snare. Yeah, probably know it from uh, True Romance by okay. um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Deep Bridge. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. a fusion by Photek. 
Those are probably okay. the most known ones. Yeah, True Romance has okay, yeah. it used like the most notability, I, I think. How many of your tracks have it? More than five. <laughs> less than <laughs> less than fifteen. <laughs> that's a healthy amount. That's a good. Uh, yeah, that's a good number. <laughs> okay. Um. Last one. Um. Favorite label. You all go first again. And you can't say solo. Like as a, yeah, as a so. customer. Um, yes. Ooh. Okay. I have to think just one moment about this. Damn it. Uh, Nineteen eighty-five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that was it. No, uh, should have picked a different question. Damn it. I I think it's correct. I I have to admit that. Yeah. It's it's probably 1985. Just for the visuals pairing up with the great music. It. I mean. Mm. Yeah, what yeah, else yeah. can you ask for? You don't want to ask that question again from me, though. I think. Pilot. You shouldn't Pilot. ask it because it's, it's the same answer. <laughs> so, it's the same, yeah. I was thinking so, uh, it's probably gonna be. <laughs> if both of you, if both of you are like the biggest fans of Alex, then it would make sense, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I guess, yeah. Do we have a last one there? Um, okay, let's let's do one more. Um, which one do you want to pick? Go um, for a uh, paired. Uh, let, let's do a geeky one. So, uh, uh, cur let's say currently, because obviously it changes all the time. But uh, Yuho, what is uh, Saini's favorite plugin to use? Could be effect plugin or a synth or anything. Favorite plugin to use. I will not think of this as the plugin we use the most because that's gonna be boring. But Saini's favorite plugin to use is. There are a few options here. Saini, make sure you have one in mind mm -hmm. before he answers. I, <laughs> I have a few actually. <laughs> I'm gonna just go out on a limb and say it's the little alter boy which it's, is an effect mm, plugin it's mm. probably true we uh, yeah. or i tend to play with the format shifter quite a lot and it distorts sound in a really certain way i love it every time and i kind of overuse it sometimes <laughs> and i do like other format shifters as well in other cases so format shifter would be a right answer but serum mm. is the mainstay for a synth and sound design anyways so I would have taken that as a yeah. right answer. Oh yeah, well. I was teetering starting between Serum and Little Ultra Boy. Mm. Serum is the the classic answer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, and so Sadie, what would be your host favorite VSD? I'm gonna go with a sampler, and it's probably Slice X, Fruity Slice X. But um, yeah. after that, a Clipper, saturate maybe Saturn. Saturn could work. Let's let's say Slice X. That's like that's like the actual like no nonsense correct answer for sure. Oh really? Yeah, because I geek out with my drums a lot, and I always use the FL Slice X, which is really good for many reasons when making drums. Mm. But yeah, if we're I'm going for a more fun answer, it's going to be the RC Twenty. Oh, yeah. But he he got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I yeah. think you, I think you win this game. That was pretty. That was pretty good of you. Yeah, yeah. Both of you. You, you've passed the test, you can remain a duo. <laughs> Finally, we get that license of remaining a duo. Exactly. After uh, what, 14 years? 15 maybe? 14 years. <laughs> Already was, everything years. else was just training towards this. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Now I can fully like focus on this <laughs> music thing. <laughs> 
Next album. Yeah. Mm. Made with food names. Or and PS2 sounds. PS2 <laughs> sounds. I'll, I'll be on the lookout for an extended sample of that jingle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, guys, it was, uh, it was brilliant having you on. Uh, first actual returning uh, guest on the show. So uh, a great honor for me, a great honor for, for you, I hope, to come back on the show. But, yeah, uh, for sure. Thanks for having us again. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Exactly. It's a fun <laughs> yeah. conversation every time. And it's fun to have Ossi with us as well, because yeah. we obviously know Ossi from, from the scene in Finland. So it's, yeah. it's a fun no, addition. No, it, was, it was great having you all on. So maybe before we stop recording, what... Uh, what uh, yeah projects or shows maybe you have upcoming? Anything you want to let people know? The album, where can they go and get it? All that good stuff. Um, the album is still on sale, I think, in Bandcamp, on Solvent's Bandcamp. So you can grab your vinyls from there. Really carefully tracklisted vinyls. Uh, <laughs> also available on CDs. True. And true. obviously all the digital platforms, streaming, buying, what yeah. have you. Uh, yeah, it's available everywhere, internationally. And uh, uh, on top of that, the next show is actually booked for the summer. So hit us up if you want us to play some, you know, spring gigs in like Central Europe or, you know, in your local <laughs> DMB event in Estonia or in Sweden or, you know, Belgium, you Belgium, maybe. Be- Belgium, maybe. <laughs> Belgium, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or the UK, of course. We'll, we'll come over gladly. Um, but uh, there should be some like stream things and lots of fun and funny video content. So just mm. check us out on the social medias. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, all, all the socials, yeah, because you have your own, like your duo social media now so people can find you there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, brilliant. It was great having you on, guys. Really enjoyed it. A lot uh, of fun. All the best with the... Uh, with the rest of your your life in Finland, and uh, yeah, hopefully maybe we can catch up at some time in in the summer at some festival or or before then. Hope so. To, to see you. All right. Cheers, guys. Cheers, guys. All right. Thank All right. you. See ya. Bye. See ya. Bye.